Hello, everyone, and thank you for, I mean, listening today and just being here. So good morning, party people. And today we're going to have a nice, interesting, interesting topic. We're going to be talking about dividends. We're going to be talking about stocks and we're just going to be talking about base, basic investing and just how to get started and just how to make some money. And again, this is all from personal experience that we have. This is not advice. So we've got to put that out there, but hey, we're ready. This is going to be a great, great podcast. And I'm going I'm to let Carson start us off. <clears throat> well, good morning, party people. As hey, wait, wait, said. wait, 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 wait. I'm doing it. You don't get to say party people. I got it. <laughs> all right, all right, my bad. Well, good morning, everybody. Um, it's a little bit later of a of a show today at uh, 9.42 in the morning. We're up pretty early, but we're just working on other things. We're actually doing a bunch of uh, talking about some different investments this morning and also just waking up, um, having a good morning, just kind of relaxing a little bit, getting after it. Um, so I want to do kind of have a discussion with you, Doyen, a little mm. bit about um, dividends. All right. So for those who don't know what a dividend is, um, if you own, let's say, a stock worth $100, okay? But actually, let's use Apple as an example, okay? So Apple pays, um, I think it's 80 cents per quarter, so you get it four times a year, per share. So if you had 100 stocks, you'd be getting 80 cents times 100 stocks, you'd be getting $80 a year, or sorry, $80 a quarter, so 80 times four. Okay, so you'd be making $360 a year um, just from dividend income on that. Now their stock is worth 200 some odd dollars, so to be able to have that invested to get your $360 requires a really big investment up front. What we're gonna be talking about today is a little bit about kind of my personal views on dividends and actually uh, using a couple examples of even a stock that I invested in this morning, as well as another stock that I invested this morning that is not a dividend. Wow, stock monster. <laughs> so to start off with uh, the bat, um, when did we start, when did I start talking about dividends? I want to say like a couple weeks ago. It's been around It's when weeks. I started just like shoving it down your throat. Yeah, he's been shoving um, dividends and I've been trying to shove just high yield investments down his throat. So we've just been shoving a bunch of things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's watch the wording on this here a little bit. Okay. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so we've been going back and forth and we have... Um, now, Dwayne is a lot riskier, riskier of an investor than I am. I think that was uh, growing up a little bit, you know, we had a little bit different um, kind of life experiences, but where that differentiates us is I know I am too safe and he knows that he's got to sometimes control it a little bit. Exactly. Um, so we balance each other out nicely in that regard. but. Um, you know, originally when I was starting to look at my portfolio and that's where we're going to be talking about is how you build that portfolio. And, you know, people always say, you know, people have heard like diversify your portfolio, do this, do that. But like what that actually means when you're not working with tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars, when you're working with a $500, maybe a thousand dollars, maybe not even that much. Um, so Dorian, how many, do you know how many stocks you're in right now? Uh, overall, mm -hmm. probably around seven. Seven? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You got me beat. Mm -hmm. Um. So now that I have my um 
my emergency fund kind of set up and we talked about that in another uh, podcast to be able to build that emergency fund to the point where now you feel comfortable investing. You know that if tomorrow, you know, my car needs $1,500 worth of repairs, like it's fine, right? Don't have to worry about selling these stocks or anything like that, especially for how volatile the market is. Like that would just, that would scare me yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why I asked that is because we're kind of talking about building that portfolio. Um, what were some of the, and maybe not specific companies, but like, what were some of the things that you started doing? Cause you invested, you started investing quite a while ago, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I do is, again, I told Carson this, that I base it 50% off just knowledge and 50% off emotions. So I look at a company, for example, like Snapchat, right? Do I like the company? Is it a good company? Yes, I like the company. That's my emotional side to it. I use Snapchat. A lot of my friends use Snapchat. Everyone I know use Snapchat. And then from there, I go and take a look at a more logical perspective. And I look at the financials and I really break that down. Are they profitable? How much money are they spending per quarter? What's their cash flow, right? And how much money are they earning overall per quarter? And are they breaking even, right? And from there, I make a decision on whether or not to invest in that company. And that's kind of how I started off investing in these companies and i really really looked at the companies that i enjoyed i liked especially since it was my since i was just starting right i didn't know too much about a lot of companies i still don't know too much about a lot of companies we're still learning right but it was off of my personal experience as well as logic and really just doing that financial breakdown because we wouldn't want to invest in a company that was losing cash year after year unless it's tesla but (laughs) (laughs) um but it's really just making sure you understand this company I'm buying for, I'm buying buying shares of, are they profitable? Do other people like them? Are other people using them? And that's that's a little bit about how I started off. Mm-hmm. Tell me about you. How did you start off? Mm-hmm. Well, I've been pretty aware of investing for quite a while. I've had a few different accounts open in the past, but it's always been using more like mutual funds and stuff like that. Um, and actually not being as hands-on as I am now. So it's more of this like, pretty much like put it into this other account, just set it and forget it, right? And my dad helped me out with that quite a bit and and he was on kind of the other end of it. And so a lot more for me was about the budgeting, the saving money, not so much what to do with once it is saved, just like save it up and then give the envelope to dad and then walk away and you're like, well, I lost that money. And then eventually you get it back. Um, hopefully more than you originally, (laughs) but at the very least you have a big sum of money up there. But now that I'm starting to do a little bit more hands-on through like a direct investment account. So I think that's one thing that some people will wonder about. That was one thing that I wondered about, uh, back in the day was how do you even like access the stock market, right? Like you're like, Oh, I hear about all these different stocks. What is that? Exactly. What do you like? What's behind the uh, curtain, right? And so to have your direct investment account, you can like, um, I think even in the finance, uh, some finances and classes and stuff, they use like the TD, it's like a market and research tab or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you can look up different stocks, you can look up their trading prices and all that stuff. You can also use Yahoo Finance, that's Mm -hmm. what we use. Um, Very simple, breaks it down and we're not being paid by Yahoo, don't worry. Not yet. One day. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll make sure that we do that at the beginning of the video that yeah. we're sponsored by. <laughs> um, anyway, so as we're starting to build this up, one of the biggest things with like a direct investment account or any kind of investment 
is there's going to be fees. If you're just paying into a mutual fund, you're gonna have some mutual fund fees on there. That can be anywhere from like 1.5 to as high as like 2.83% of what you're making is going to the bank. Which is huge. Which can be absolutely huge. Mm -hmm. If you're in a really low risk and you're only getting, excuse me, 5% overall, well, inflation is like 2.8%. Mm -hmm. And then you have the fees on top of that, all of a sudden, you're losing money. You you won't lose money. It yeah. will it will be associated with that, but you will look at it after five years and say, has this just been sitting in a savings account? Like mm-hmm. I don't see any change or such a minimal change. So you gotta be careful with that. Now, that's also really rare for mutual funds because normally it'll be say even like a 10%, it'll be kind of like an index. Um, and so you'll still make say four or five percent on it. But what we're trying to talk about here is kind of the first couple investments we're making. We know that there's a $9.99 per trade fee. It sucks. And it's huge. <laughs> it hurts. But it also helps us invest more at a time. So instead of saying, oh, I'm going 20, I want to buy one stock of this at $20 or one stock of this at $15 or 15 stocks of this at $1.50, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're saying, okay, we're budgeting out, let's say $500. Um, now we use five hundred dollars because what is that a two percent? Yeah, two percent. Two percent fee per trade um, to be able to invest. And so I'm just going to use an example here for for some people. So today um, I invested, and we're not going to say the we're just going to say the energy company. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I invested five hundred dollars into an energy company. Okay. A good energy company. A good energy <laughs> company. And so first off. Um, this stock, uh, has usually it's priced somewhere between about 30 to, um, I think it was up to like 45, I think it even spiked to like 60 some odd dollars, um, per stock. Okay. Right now it was down to like pretty much 20 bucks. Okay. It was, it was on sale. Like we we like like to see that's that, like you walk into a store and says, up to 70% off and you're like, okay, okay. (laughs) Wasn't wanting to buy this, but here I am. (laughs) Um, So got it at a pretty good discount, but it's one of those few companies that will pay a dividend. There's tons out there. Typically when a company has kind of reached its point in the market where it's not going to have exponential growth then year over year, for example, Microsoft, Apple, you know, Apple is not going to gain 40% more users next year they they've they've maxed out yeah they've maxed out or they've hit that cap where it's now just like you know you'll lose some from apple that'll go to like android and stuff right like there's that little bit of movement but it's not it's not massive growth anymore so because of that all that extra revenue that the company generates they now put into dividends um or into other kind of investments throughout themselves but they can pay their shareholders for being a part of that so with this stock it pays 23 cents. Now, some of you guys might just laugh at that. Like, <laughs> what in the heck? 23 cents? That's nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh. But to us. But it is. And we'll tell you why. So, 23 cents per month per stock. You know, the stock is $20 approximately, okay? So, if let's say we own... Let me grab the calculator. So I'm <laughs> here this morning. But let's say we own... Uh, 25 stocks at $20 a piece. So we invested $500. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, you know, we invest, it's like 490 because of the 999 stupid transaction fee, whatever. So you invested $500 and you have 25 shares. Okay, so 25 shares and you get paid 23 cents on those times 0.23 per month. You're making $5.75 per month from passive income. Just like that. Just like that. People talk about passive income like it's a myth. A lot of people try to teach it and they know nothing about it. But when you actually enter the stock market or real estate, those are two major sectors that you can definitely gain passive income off of. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And people always think that, okay, if I have a rental property, you know, every month that tenant is going to pay me $500 a month, right? That is a entirely passive income. Now you're going to have your little bit of money. You have to upgrade your house and do the certain things with. Um, But when it comes to stocks, it's a very interesting point. Now, this is a stock that was really on sale. It's kind of in a good uh, position to buy because typically if it's worth, if a stock is worth $60 and you have to pay to get 25 stocks, so 25 times now $60, that $500 to get your your $5.75 return per month would cost you $1,500 instead of 500, right? Like that's the discounts that we're talking about. But at what works out to $69, I'm gonna remember that number now moving forward, but $69 per year from a $500 investment, okay? That's money, I don't have to touch anything. That money gets just, Every month, just a little dribble into my account. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's a couple coffees, whatever. But we don't use it like that. Mm-hmm. No, you reinvest that. So Doyen, tell me the the benefit. Talk to me a little bit about the why that reinvestment is important. Reinvestments is, is important because it's basically compounding your interest. It's compounding the value of the money you have. For example, like Carson was talking about, let's say a thousand, I invest a hundred thousand dollars and I'm getting back 2500 in just passive income and dividends and I take that 2500 and put it back into the overall value of the stock right so now I have a, that 101 uh, 100, 102,500 yeah there, there we go, go. <laughs> a little math right and then so now instead of making just 2500 I'm making 3000 a year and I reinvest that and I'm making 1,700 and 107,500 a year. Mm-hmm. And now I reinvest that again, right? And overall, that's just that's just money entering the account, being reinvested, and eventually that compounds. And that $100,000 I had initially has the potential to turn into $500,000, which is huge. So Absolutely, it is. That's the quick basics of compounding. Yeah, and so people will kind of compare dividends and they'll say, okay, well, how's that different from a regular stock? So I bought another stock this morning Mm. for the same $500 value and that stock pays no dividends, okay? It's kind of going through a little bit of a market shift. It's going from one sector, well, it's still the same sector, Mm -hmm. but it's moving from one, I'm gonna say playground to a different playground. Mm. It's shifting its focus. It's shifting its focus, exactly. It's a little bit less sky high. And <laughs> um, and so it's shifting its focus. And so while doing this, sometimes the stock prices will will drop and kind of go from there. Um, this is one that you know it's it's actually had some huge drops. So I bought it this morning, but I don't get any dividends on it. If that stock doubles in price, I've just two x my money. But if that uh, and I don't make anything until I sell that stock. 
okay? Um, if it drops by another, say, 20%, I don't lose that money until I sell that stock. And if right? it drops 20%, that means it just went on further sales. So it that went. means you buy more, right? Mm -hmm. But what we're also going to add into here today, and the reason why I asked you a little bit before is how many investments you were in, is you people hear about like diversifying your portfolio, okay? With dividends, for example, if the stock price is at $20 um, and it drops down to $15 and then it goes up to $65 and it drops down to $50 and then it goes up to $80 and back down to $20. If you, if that is not a dividend stock and that's over, let's say a year, you're crapping yourself, you're crapping your pants because you're like, my money is 3Xing itself and now it's, you know, back down to half a, like, that's stressful. You see that every time you look at your bank account, it's like flipping a coin, like, well, how are we feeling today, you know? And that's that's terrifying, especially for, you know, if I see that in my account, I'm not too happy about that. That stresses me out. Mm -hmm. But regardless of what that stock price looks like, three minutes, oh, okay. Um, I'm still getting that dividend, that same amount per share or sorry, per stock, per month. So if it's up high or if it's down low, I'm still making that return. Now it's only $5, you guys might say. You know, that's nothing. That's 70 bucks a year. Okay. Well, hold up. That's $70 a year. What did I do for that, Doyen? Nothing. Nothing. And that's amazing. And so what if I invested, you know, $500 this time, kind of diversify, get a few other things, maybe a few other, uh, now, uh, disclosure, this stock particularly has like f almost 15% uh, dividend yield. That is very, very high. Typically it's between like two to 6%. Okay, so this is very, very high. But even still, you know, on let's say a different one, instead of that $70 a year, you're making 40, okay? Once you build up that portfolio enough, every month you could be getting $300. If you can make $300 a month, you know, pay for, a decent amount of your rent or your food bill or whatever from doing nothing but of pretty much you put your money away and then it's saying here you go you, you've done a great job here's a little paycheck your money's working for you now yeah and it's you know people always say oh i want my money to work for me you can do that but being a dividend investor you're actually investing in you're going to get a lot lower yields year over year. So let's say you only get a seven to eight percent year over year yield compared to if you're investing all in just capital growth, you might get, you know, Warren Buffett, what he gets like 20, 25 percent. Mm -hmm. Now he has some dividend stocks like Coke. He gets paid like 15 million dollars a year yeah. just on dividends. Ridiculous. Dairy Queen. Oh, he owns 100 percent of that. Not even he doesn't even own like. 5%. He owns the whole Dairy Queen. Really? Mm -hmm. I didn't actually know that. Yeah, he bought it out all cash. Wow. Right? That's huge. And you get those dividends and you're making that passive income. If you had, just imagine your life, if you were doing the exact same thing that you have right now, but you were making say 500 or $1,000 a month for doing nothing. And that $1,000, you could say, you know what? I don't need it this month. I'm going to put it back into reinvesting. You know, that's the five, 10 year, 15 year plan. is so that you don't have to worry about, 
You know, if you get laid off, you actually have money coming in. You get laid, laid off, you go back and buy the company that laid you off and then lay off exactly. the Exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> but this is, this is a quick example to show you what you can do with financial freedom, right? Yeah. And, you know, talking about that, where I think it's so important is when people think that, you know, in stocks and stuff, when you see your money doubling, tripling, whatever, you don't get that in your bank account to spend. You don't, until you sell that stock, you don't know if it's going to carry on going up whatever, like you're in a position where it's like, if I sell it here, I can go buy that Lambo. But now I want to reinvest. Now I'm paying this, you know, premium to buy it now at this higher price. So you want to hold it, but then you don't get that money. And so, you know, dividends can kind of help compensate that as well as like, you know, your nine to five. And eventually, you know, maybe your passive income can become your mainstream of income. Who knows? Exactly. And the best thing about this now is that the, the economy is going into a recession. So mm-hmm. now's the best time to invest because this is the lowest rate you're gonna get for the next eight to 10 years. This is the lowest rate you're gonna get in any industry, anywhere. In the recession. In the recession. Not necessarily right this second. Exactly, right? Um, so and- don't buy now. Actually buy, that was a horrible, that was horrible advice. <laughs> buy. But this is not advice. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> careful with what we say about advice, but just but to say what you're saying mm-hmm. and to reword it a little bit differently, you know what? Right now, I I as as an investor, I'm starting to change my portfolio from a riskier portfolio to something that's gonna be a little bit more stable, a little bit less high yield, because I know that we're, you know, there's all these the, 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 what is it, inverted yield curve. To be able to tell us that you know what a recession could be coming the next like what is it like 13 to 22 months or something mm-hmm. um knowing that i can start putting my investments in less and less riskier things mm-hmm. and then through the recession you know what i might got uh, might or hopefully not get hit as hard mm-hmm. so basically investments that are less dependent on the economy mm-hmm. which means for example the energy sector such as like is- utilities right yeah Those those as well as like, um, what do you call it? Bonds. Mm -hmm. Those have like, I say a 3% yield. Yeah. But if you have 20% of your money in a 3% yield, yield that is very, very hard to drop, Mm -hmm. you know, your, your money's a little bit better than something that's super volatile. Yeah. But the last kind of big point that I'm going to make there is my personal strategy is to be a little bit more conservative. And then once the recession hits, once those things are on just mad discounts, that is the black Friday. Yeah of investing. Mm-hmm. If I have, you know, build up a little bit of cash flow, so I'm not, you know, selling my car so I can go invest in the stock because mm-hmm. it's down, I'm going to be watching companies that I know that are going to make it through the recession or that I am very confident that are going to make it through the recession. And I'm going to say, okay, you know what, Disney, I'm watching you. Mm-hmm. I'm watching, oh, recession hit, you drop 30%, oh, 15%. Bye. I'm like, oh, yeah. you know what, it dropped 15%. Okay, here's here's $1,000, Disney. Oh, you dropped another 25%? Oh, Disney, you're doing this to me. Here's another thousand. You know, dropped another 10%. Disney, come on. Disney, here's another thousand dollars. And then you come out of that recession mm-hmm. and that thousand dollars becomes 2,000, becomes right. 3,000, becomes right. 4,000. All of a sudden you look in your account two years later and you're like, oh, okay. I see you. I see you. But that is where time comes in. If you are fully emotional in it and you know, you say that you're a 50% emotional investor, I think how you word that is a little bit different than how people might take it. Like 
you go for the stocks that you care about, for the mm-hmm. companies that you care about. Mm, the ones I like, the ones that really pop and hit me. Mm-hmm. Like give me a big slap in the face when I'm walking, walking by it, right? Yeah, so. and those are the companies that you invest in. You don't invest and don't look at the financials because you're like, I love Snapchat, mm-hmm. I don't care about their financials, here's a thousand dollars. You don't do that. Yeah, that's that's stupidity. Right? That's yeah, gambling, yeah. That that's scary. But two years down the road, five years down the road, you know what, if you see, you know, if I look at my portfolio right now, it's down 30%. Okay. It doesn't matter. Is it changing my day-to-day life? No. You know what? Does that stress me out a little bit? Yeah, maybe 1%, but that doesn't change anything. It's money I put away, I've saved. If it's going up or down or left or right, who cares? I can't touch that money anyway. Doesn't but bother you. every morning, if I wake up and I look at that and I go, my stock's down 30%, I'm having a crap day, this is awful. Like, oh, that would weigh on you so much. You know, I know that you look at your stocks and stuff in the morning, you're like, oh, you know, it's down 20%. Oh, should I pay? Should I buy more? Like, what do we, That's and it we doesn't do. stress you out though, mm-hmm. because you understand that over time, that investment is is making you money. 100%. It's all, it's all about what it is right there. Right. 10Xing everything, making money. And that's the end of the podcast, guys. So thank you for listening. And here you can have the outro. You can say goodbye party people. So it's all you, it's all you now. I feel like I just got the pity end of that stick. <laughs> but goodbye, party people. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Get after it and uh, tune in for our next episode coming to you soon. Sweet.